0: Get your money right we going to need your mind. Building things, hopes and dreams, one step at a time. It's the Queen Loubri. Welcome to the moment. Cash flows, everything around me. Cream Academy. Hey, Royals. It's Queen Candace, your favorite money management specialist, and you're tuned into Cream Academy, the safe space for black money stories. In today's conversation, we'll cover financial trauma and strategies to overcome. Join me after this short commercial.
1: Whether it's tax season, the holidays, or whatever falls in between, you want to make sure that you're being smart with your money. So go visit my girl, Queen Candace at The Queen Blueprint to learn how to gain your financial freedom. You could get a personalized debt payoff plan, a full financial overview, and learn to repair your relationship with money. Smarter money moves are waiting for you at www.thequeenblueprint.com or call 877-387-BLUE.
0: Welcome back to Cream Academy. I'm your host, Queen Candice, and today we'll be discussing financial trauma and strategies to overcome. Trauma is definitely a word that gets thrown around a lot. So let's take some time to actually define what that means. Trauma is a deeply distressing or disturbing experience. Psychological trauma is damage to the mind that occurs as a result of of a distressing event. Trauma is often a result of an overwhelming amount of stress that exceeds one's ability to cope or integrate the emotions involved with that experience. And there are actually three types of trauma. See, because, you know, people are always throwing words around and not really understanding what they mean. We miss actually, you know, getting to the root cause of trauma and misdiagnosing it or overlooking it, right? So the three types of trauma are acute trauma, which results from a single incident. So one thing happens, you're traumatized. For example, um, I actually got into my very first car accident, and that was a super traumatic experience, right? But that was because it's acute trauma because it was one single incident, right? Then we have chronic trauma, which is repeated and prolonged, like domestic abuse, you know, violence against you, any kind of sexual trauma, things of that nature, prolonged, right? So over an amount of time. And lastly, there is complex trauma, which is exposure to varied and multiple traumatic events, often of an invasive interpersonal nature. So how does that translate into your finances? In an interview with Forbes magazine, Gallen Buckwalter, the CEO of Uh, I think it's like why something or something like that, but he's an expert on financial trauma. And he says that FT is categorized as a dysfunctional reaction to chronic financial stress. He notes that symptoms often present similarly to those who experience post-traumatic stress disorder. So that's PTSD from other events. Citing that it interferes with the person's ability to carry out normal work and home life functions and manifest in multiple areas of the person's being. So this is Cream Academy, right? So cash rules everything around me. So financial trauma, right, is because your finances ma- manifest in multiple areas of you, <laughs> of what you do and who you are, right? <clears throat> so where exactly does financial trauma come from? FT is caused when expenses outweigh income for an extended period of time. It's not the inability to pay that creates the trauma, it's the string of events that follow. One month can easily turn into three months of falling behind. Basic necessities become threatened. This includes but is not limited to housing, food, or health care. Friends or relatives might need to be approached for help, which can be really embarrassing, right? Like Going to, you know, your if you're the older sister, right, and you're going to the younger sister and saying, hey, sis, I I can't handle my bills. Can you help me out because your sister is doing better financially than you are? Really embarrassing, right? So this can also lead to fear and paranoia regarding work. The individual begins to question their own security, even in months when they have sufficient funds, if not more money than they even need. This disbelief regarding their own security leads to certain practices such as frugality or oversaving. So that's not living your life. You're living completely in survival mode, right? However, there are often taken to an unhealthy and unsustainable extreme, right? So these are the people who are like super penny pinchers, right? Their, their purse strings are so close that they're like, man, I could fly out to see the world, but I'm not going to because I have to make sure that this is done and this is done and this is done and my future is safe. And oh my God, they get really like intense about where their money is going and how it's going and things of that nature. So our guest today is a brilliant and talented young woman who I am so proud to call my promote her sister. She actually has her own show where she has created a safe space for women to share their own triumph over their traumatic experiences. Fun fact, I will be joining her on her show to get really personal about my mental health journey and how that relates to my childhood trauma. Today, she'll be sharing her story surrounding her financial trauma and how she's turning pain into purpose. Super excited for you guys to meet my sister after this commercial break. for Keeping It Locked on Cream Academy. I'm your host, Queen Candice, and today we're digging deep into financial trauma. I'm joined by my promote her sister, Jerisa Sass. Sis, Mm -hmm. please introduce yourselves to the royal fam.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm Jerisa Sass. I am owner and founder of I Am Enough Um, Inc., which we are a social club for adults with mental health and developmental disabilities. Um, I will also now be a TV host um, hosting my own show called She Is Not Her Trauma um, with my sister, Queen Candace. Um, And I also am a mentor for women who have faced trauma to help them um, go from feeling lost to finding that personal freedom and success.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Mm -hmm. I I appreciate that you're having this space like you know I created my safe space for people to share their financial you know issues and things going on but then you went and you built a nice you know safe space for women to share their traumatic experiences and that's super empowering and important for us yeah so let's dig into your financial trauma what has been your experience with FT
1: um so for me my financial trauma has um stemmed from not only going through depression myself um Mm -hmm. as far as knowing that when i go into those seasonal depression stages um shopping was my therapy so i would just buy buy stuff just because like you know Every day I was buying new clothing. Every day I was buying something that I may have not needed. However, um, it just was therapeutic to me. So um, from the months of August to February of every year, I always was broke. Never had any money, but then I always would try to play catch up once I broke out of that depression. So that was one m- most of my um, financial trauma. And then um, then a bulk of it also came from being um, going through a divorce. Going through a divorce of, you know, um, being separated from my husband and it was like once we separated, he didn't really care about helping me financially anymore. So he just um, let my car go into repo. Um, Yeah, let my car go into repo. um. Also, um, I was just behind, like, he was just behind on a lot of bills and stuff. So the things that he was saying that he was paying, he wasn't really paying. And it just seemed as if everything was just coming to me at once. So I was taking, I was tapping into a lot of my money for my 401k to try to help keep me afloat, but it was hard for me to keep afloat because it just seemed as if bills was coming, you know, back to back to back. Wow. Yeah.
0: Wait. So homie said, Oh no, I'm just going to stop you know, paying bills on
1: your car and just like you just came outside one day and it was just missing. Yeah. (laughs) So it's so the funny thing about it is it was a car that I had bought him. So I had two vehicles. So both vehicles were in my name. And once again, as women when you're dating, you know, you always, or even being married, a lot of times you always want to be the one to say, okay, well, you know, I'm a nice woman and I'm going to do whatever it is to make it necessary for us to be happy. So, um, whatever I had, I matched, matched for him. So everything was in my name. And I think that that was one of the detrimental pieces of, you know, trying to revive from what I went through because everything was in my name from the both vehicles to all of the bills, everything. So it was just so hard to, you know, move forward. And yes, one day came outside, the car was going. And I'm like, what? what happened to the car? Didn't know that he was literally like four months behind. Um,
0: So he and- never, he never talked to you about bills. You guys never sat down and like made a plan
1: about your finances or anything like that. So we, so at one point in time we did. Um, And I didn't realize that. A lot of the finance, like the finances and stuff, was literally on my end. So, like, I would leave him with, like, you know, like the things that we are supposed to go half on. But, um, the other things, like his car and the car insurance and those type of things, I really wasn't on top of because I didn't feel like I needed to be on top of an adult, you know. And yes, all okay. adults are not the same, but he was older than me. So, I just figured, like, okay, well, you know, I don't need to be on top of him with those type of things because it's his car. Like, who wouldn't want their vehicle, you know? Um, Who wouldn't want to, you know, be able to have nice things and do certain things? And like I said, I mean, it was just like a slap in the face. And it was also like hurtful because at the end of the day, it was my credit. Everything was in my name. So I felt like he really didn't care because it was in my name. So it was like, okay, well, it's not my it's not my name. So I don't care. And that's how his attitude basically was. And a lot of times when I would ask him things like, okay, well, did you pay this or did you pay that? It always led into an argument. Mm. because he Mm. felt like I was being his parent or always on top of him so you know then that's what also made me you know move back to where I wasn't really on top of him as much because I'm like okay well I don't want it to be causing the issue every time I ask you about if you paid for this or if you paid this or if you paid that and then you know you turn it around to make it seem as if I'm just overbearing because I want to you know be a parent and that's not was never the case but you know who wants to be struggling? Like I said, I already knew what I was going through mentally as far right. as experiencing seasonal, depre- seasonal depression. So I already knew, you know, that in that part of part, um, that was one of the causes. But that's also why I have five jobs. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> So
0: did the depression have anything to do with your finances or this is like something completely and totally separate that just kind of got agitated when the financial
1: situation happened? So, um, no. So the, the, the finances was a part, the financial financial trauma was just a part of, of soothing my depression that I already was experiencing from childhood. Um, so mm-hmm. Like even on down to eating like i was gaining a lot of weight um because i was just you know eating as a, as a as a soothing thing like you know as therapy um like i said the financial piece was the shopping i knew that i was digging myself in a hole deeper and deeper but it was just something that i felt like i needed to do just to you know to heal me at that moment of time so like i said from august to February. Every year, consistently, I always was broke. And I didn't realize that until I started healing for myself.
0: Right. So I just want to make a note here for the Royal fam that shopping and retail therapy is not actually therapy. Okay. Everybody, please. I want you to strike that from your vocabulary, right? Because people get it mixed up and what it actually is, is a money disorder, right? It's not any kind of relief because then after you go and you spend that money and then you realize, holy crap, I don't really got that money to spend. Then you're creating, you know, like extra grief and stress and anxiety on top of an already stressful situation that prompted you to shop in the first place. So I definitely want us to strike retail therapy um, from our entire vocabulary, right? So we will have more to talk about in one second, right? So back after these breaks. rocking with me, your favorite money management specialist here on Cream Academy. I'm joined by Jayresa Sass, and we're discussing her experience with financial trauma. So sis, how are you helping others
1: navigate their trauma? Oh, wow. So um, first off, I would like to say that I am, because I'm having my own talk show, i um, Like I said, she is not her trauma. That is one platform that that they'll be able to share their own personal stories on traumatic experiences that they've had. Um, I also um, have been, I would say doing one-on-one mentoring sessions with some women um, in regards to how I can help them overcome, you know, it don't have to be the whole traumatic experience. Um, But it can be something that they need, that they feel like they need to work on at that moment of time to help them at least get that fresh start. To, you know, get that sense of, you know, saying like, okay, well, I am ready to begin my start of healing. So that has been going well. And I also will be um, creating a workbook will be a self a self guide. Yeah, a self-guide um, on how to fi- go from feeling lost to finding that personal freedom and success. So what, what, we, what would be nice about the workbook is that they will have the option of if they want to do it as a self-help or if they would like to incorporate my um, sessions with it to help guide them through it.
0: That is amazing. That's yeah, I'm so excited about <laughs> that. Yes, I'm
1: excited about that. Yeah, I'm so excited about it. And what's so amazing about it is that the workbook will be um, stemmed around everything that I have done to get me to where I'm at today.
0: Okay, okay, okay. So it's kind of like using your experience as like the tools to
1: keep going yeah. in their experience and navigating yeah, so that situation. Absolutely, going starting from literally I just being able to identify trauma. There's so many people that um, I reach out to and I say, hey, you know, um, I would like for you to share your story. I would like for you to, you know, talk about the, some of the things that you've been through. And especially because I know that they've been through certain things. And then once I put the, the, the word trauma at the end of that, is when they back up and say, "Oh, I've never been in a traumatic experience. My <laughs> story don't fit." And a lot of people don't realize that trauma can just be something as a car accident. Trauma can be something as as far as even being even being a a, a, a teenage parent. Tra- mm-hmm. Trauma can be so many things that people don't. They fail to realize that they don't label it as, you know, because so many times it's already presented to us as these big, intricate pieces of, OK, well, trauma starts from the childhood. Trauma is when, you know, <clears throat> you you have you face the death. Trauma is, you know, it's so many things that they don't realize falls those uh, falls underneath those big categories. And that's another reason why I say, like, even with me, like being able to identify what trauma really was and actually. Um, plug my pieces of my life into that That definition has been so helpful. And that's what also led me into, like I said, wanting to help other people because some people are walking around here and not even know right. that they face trauma, you know, and they don't know how to heal. They don't need know what to do because they don't even know how to define the definition.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I do have a question because during the break, you did say that you never even thought about thinking of financial trauma right as something to to even assess and talk about right so in 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 that respect do you think that financial trauma will be something that you want to investigate with the ladies
1: as well absolutely um because it's a, it's definitely an intricate piece right um part of the side effects i would say right trauma mm-hmm. has a Trauma has side effects to it um whether you're losing sleep like I, like the other day i I did a, a own little uh survey on myself and not realized that a lot of the categories that they um place underneath the um what trauma can do to you like as far as the 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 symptoms I fall into place with at least thirty of them with the losing the sleep the headaches the- <laughs> You know what? I don't I don't even know like how many there are, but I do know that 30 of them is what I fell into. You know, and like I said, I would place the financial piece as a symptom because it definitely is. Right. You know, um, it's something that people tend to do as a therapy um, to kind of soothe that that feeling that they have. And. Then it's like, okay, well, now that I'm in this situation, it becomes traumatized when you're trying to get yourself out of it. You know? So that's why I said I would categorize it as a, a a a symptom. And I definitely would touch bases on it. Um, because like I said, for me, it, like I've never even thought to say, like, wow, like this is something that I've really been through. Yes, I, you know, I know that I've been through it. But so even
0: even um, less of a traumatic thing, like a little more than that, right? Because you explained to us um, earlier how you came outside and your whole car is gone, right? That's a financial traumatic experience, right? Absolutely. So an you know, acute one, right? Because that's one single event, right? But think about that. Like you came outside and you were like, oh, I'm going to go get some groceries. I'm going to go take a trip somewhere and no car. Right, and the whole reason why the car isn't there is because bills were not paid. Right, absolutely. so that is definitely a financial traumatic experience that you were exposed to. Right, so I would definitely say this is a little more than just a symptom of psychological trauma. Like, it it it's parallel. Right, so absolutely, mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> so- I hope to like have a little ad lib in one of your things like hey by the way financial trauma is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it is. So, um you also talked to us about um I am enough. So do you want to
1: just really briefly tell us about what I am enough is about? So, um I have a background of working with adults with mental health and developmental disabilities and I've worked in the field for I would say about eight years. And once again, I, like I stated, I have five jobs working for five different organizations that did service the same population. And um, I had different roles in each one of those organizations. So I was a behavior intervention specialist, basically providing um, ABA therapy to a lot of the clients. I also was a community specialist, also a job coach. Um, also just a, a regular residential aid. Um, so like, I, oh, and also I was providing just like the one-on-one um, therapeutic behavioral services also uh, for cognitive behavior therapy. Um, so with that being said, I realized that in each one of those settings that I was in because I worked in residential, I worked in like one-on-one home environments, in the community environments, day program environments. I've realized that the same thing was lacking, which was the social engagements for them. When they did go out in the community, identifying what community inclusion is, they always repeated the same activities, whether it was going bowling, whether it was going to the mall, whether it was just basically doing the same old routine. And what I decided to do was on my free time, I put together um, social recreational activities um, from having big uh holiday parties, having game nights, all type of different things that you and I would engage in. And what I realized that I was generating a larger population than I thought because they were eager to get, be a part of these things. So the way I Am Enough had came about is because um, I had got the opportunity to do a, a innovative leadership um, course with uh, the state, OPWDD, And they asked for us to come up with a final project on how we can change the quality of life for the for the people that we serve along with their caregivers, which will be the direct support staff. Like I said, knowing that I've came from working in different um, positions within the fields, I decided to say, OK, well, my final project is going to be something social. So that's how I Am Enough came about, because I was already able to prove that the social club environment was right. needed because I was doing it on my own anyway. Um, I was having like uh, like the parties were like 300 people. Um, like it was oh. just. Yes, it was like such a blessed turnout and um, people were looking forward to it. So that was my final project. And once I realized that it definitely was needed is when I had moved forward to saying, okay, I'm going to open up my own nonprofit and I am going to focus on social recreational activities. So that's how I am enough came about. Um, That was not my name at first. I had 101 different names. Um, But I think that at that same time of me saying like, this is what I wanted. I was also going through that stage of finding my, my own identity and with God's push is when um, you provided me with the name of I Am Enough. And it falls and it fits in so many different shoes and so many different people's lives. Because even though you may not have uh, mental health and developmental disabilities, you still need that affirmation every day to know that you're enough, right? Um, To be able to say, yeah. So I've realized that once I said, okay, well, this is the name that I'm gonna go with, everything else that I've decided that I wanted to do actually just falls into place with the name of the organization. You know, even helping people um, that have overcome trauma, even helping people just in general of that. They haven't had any type of trauma or negative energy or anything like that. So. Right. That's, okay. that's
0: great. That's great. I, I appreciate that. You know, so you're you're on a two phase kind of thing. Right. So you're creating a space for. um Oh, what's the terminology you want to use? I don't want to use the wrong terminology. Disabled. Uh, Mental health and developmental disabilities. Right. So you're creating a beautiful safe space for them. And then you're also creating a beautiful safe space for women to come and talk about their traumatic experiences. So that is absolutely amazing. So I would like to end how I always end, which Mm -hmm. is by asking my favorite question in the whole wide world. What does financial freedom mean to you?
1: oh so I mean if I can give you one thing overall financial freedom for me would just be able to mean that I am able to breathe happily with no worries Mm.
0: I look I like that next she's like this is it and that's that that's That's it that's it with no worries Yeah, absolutely listen no worries is a very huge thing right like that's where that financial stress comes in when you have worries right so absolutely financial freedom beautiful okay so thank you so much for joining us today please
1: yes absolutely of course so
0: please tell the fam where they can
1: find you oh yeah so um you can contact me on Instagram um, at benevolent and sassy mentor. You can contact me at, on Instagram also at I am Enough Inc. Um, you can also find me on Facebook at I am Enough SC for Social Club, and then you can also find me on Facebook at benevolent and sassy mentor.
0: Kufray, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, so royal. Your story is the key to unlocking financial healing in our culture. If I decided not to share my money story or Jayresa chose not to share her story, so many people would not know there's a light at the end of the tunnel. So please share it with me and let's work on changing the narrative together by going to thequeenblueprint.com slash qbtv and you know, dropping me a line on Instagram at thequeenblueprint. Thank you so much for tuning in and remember, if it costs your peace, it's too expensive.